Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a conversation between myself and Pastor Steve Bigner. Pastor Steve lives in Western New York. I knew him during my Buffalo days. We went to a lot of Buffalo Bills games, as we'll talk about. Uh, but Steve is the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Eggertsville, and he also does this really cool ministry called Fire Church, which started in 2020 and is specifically designed to care for the first responders in the area and the families of first responders. And so I brought Steve on to talk about this. This is all part of our No Love, Show Love series. We're doing a sermon series here on campus at Bethany on Sunday mornings, but also a podcast series. And so this is uh, Steve's way of showing love to those individuals who are constantly serving and putting themselves in harm's way in our community. It's a fascinating conversation and an incredible ministry. I'm really grateful for Steve to come on and share some of this with us. Uh, And I'm grateful to you, dear listener, as well, for all the ways that you support the podcast. Thanks for listening today. Please feel free to leave us a review or a rating on the iTunes podcast store, or just tell your family and friends or share the link to this episode on your social medias. All of these are great ways that'll help other people discover the podcast. But now I'm going to turn it over. Here's a conversation between myself and Steve Bigner about Fire Church. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Together for Good podcast. I am on the line with my good longtime friend, Steve Bigner. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hello there, Nate. I'm doing well. Steve, why don't you tell everybody where you are right now? Well, right now I'm in uh, at Lake Chautauqua Lutheran Center, which if you live in the New York area, is the camp for our entire synod. Uh, So uh, we have about uh, 60 campers over here right now and just enjoying the week with them. I'm working with minicamp. So when Nate and I used to work together, it was, I did all senior high age. And this is my first year going back to dealing with um, seven and eight and nine year olds. And it's very, very different. So, uh, (laughs) but, but awesome. Absolutely awesome. No, that's really great. That's really great. Yeah. Well, and so yeah, Steve and I, um, Steve's a Lutheran pastor in Western New York. He was the pastor at Zion Lutheran Church in Clarence Center, and I was on staff there with him. That's, I mean, our story goes back further than that, but that's where a lot of things began. It did. A lot of them began at Bill's Games, at tailgates, and great experiences there, but we'll leave that out for a different (laughs) podcast. Um, We'll have to do an oral history of the yeah, Monday night game between the Bills and the Cleveland Browns sometime. That'll be really good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's uh, no love and experience despair. That's a different theme. <laughs> so we'll, we'll hold off on that. Let's let's focus on show love at this point. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, well, what a good segue. Steve's done this before. Yeah, uh, we're in this, this series on no love, show love here at Bethany. And I want to bring Steve on. Steve does a ton of cool things. Um, but in particular, see, we're talking about the ways that we can show God's love to the world in really practical ways. And I have been wanting you to come on for a very long time because I went on your podcast and then, you know, you did not pay it. You did not show love um, no. in return until now. Uh, but yeah, you do this really cool ministry. You're, you're the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Eggertsville. But then you also have this entire side project, as is the typical Steve Bigner style style. Um, called Fire Church. And so I would love for you to tell us just a little bit about that ministry. Sure. Uh, So the background is that uh, when I started serving at this church in Eggertsville, which is sort of 
uh, dead center in Erie County, uh, which includes a lot of people. And it's the greater Buffalo area. It's, it's sort of uh, in, in the town of Amherst, which is just outside the city of Buffalo, first ring suburb, but it's literally like 100 yards outside of the city of Buffalo. So lots of transitions in the area and a really neat uh, community, not your typical like suburban area like we might see in the second and third ring suburbs. So these were folks that wanted to make an impact in their neighborhood and in their community and had sort of a history with working with folks who were uh, first responders. They the, the pastor mm -hmm. that was there years before me was the chaplain at a um, at a, a local fire hall. And, and so years before I came to St. Paul's, I started working with uh, Erie County Emergency Services, which um, is the fire service, uh, the, the first responders, our ambulance corps, uh, and police for our, our greater area. Uh, so Erie County Emergency Services, I served as their chaplain, and I'd been doing that uh, since about 2010. Um, and, and so we had built this relationship with different fire halls and I became the chaplain that would kind of reach out to them during crisis and show up on scenes uh, when things are really bad. Mm -hmm. our, our coverage area is 94 fire halls, um, which are what we call uh, professional volunteers. So they're volunteer folks, do not get paid. Uh, and then we also have the Buffalo Airport, which covers um, uh, probably, uh, oh, 15 planes a day coming coming in and about the same going out. Maybe it's probably more than that at this point. Uh, and then uh, the city of Buffalo covers, uh, has its own chaplain. So we don't cover them even though they're in the county. But when we add it up, it comes up to probably about uh, 4,500 families that are part of the fire service. Wow. Now, okay. If you've ever been to church, you, you probably could look around and maybe you'll have one first responder in your congregation or two or maybe three. Uh, but most of them we found over the years don't go to church. Uh, and part of that is because the fire hall had become their church. And so I really started to focus with uh, yeah. our first responders that serve in the fire service and started to sit down and ask them questions about um, what do they do for church? What does church look like for them? So their answers yeah. were wide ranging, but they all agreed that their firehouse was their church. It was their community. It was the place that they uh, shared their spiritual gifts, that they shared their time and talents, uh, that they literally built relationships. It is their family, much like our church families, our family for one another. The firehouse family is that same sort of deal. Well, and so... Uh, so Steve, in your role, sorry to interrupt, like in your role also, having worked in fire halls for a while as a chaplain, like, do, do you see that as well? Do you see a lot of parallels just from your own personal experience too? Yeah, we joke and say that the, the firehouse is my parish with pagers. So it's just like a different church, but they respond um, to, well, we used to use pagers, now we use phones and, and other ways to get the word out. They used to use bells or sirens in a town and ring it, and then people would go to the firehouse pick up a truck and then go to somebody's need. But what's amazing about it, and just like your church does, Nate, and so many churches, you know, they see a need and they respond to it, whether it's uh, international, domestic, local, something yep. after a tragedy, firehouses do that on a daily basis. Um, many of our firehouses in the Erie County area uh, cover as many as uh, 700 to 1,000 calls a year. And that wow. means that three or four times a day, their um, their siren is going off, their tones are going off, and they're called out. Now, these are folks that have jobs, Nate. They have families, they have other responsibilities, and this is their 
extra. This is the way they serve their community. So it's an incredible, uh, I don't want to use the word burden from negative, but it's a, a responsibility that they have yeah. that they really love living into. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's just such a different, you know, it, it, thinking about that firefall as church, like you kind of described for us, but then adding this element of the pager going off, right? Like, what would our life be like? You know, I, I'm sure you've thought about this before too, right? Like if the church had a similar dynamic, if, right, like we all go to church, this is our community, but then we all had pagers and, and they right. just would go off during the week to kind of force us into action, force us into service immediately. Um, Cause I, you, you can't like, I'm sure if you get the page, you just have to go, like you drop everything and your family and your community understands that, right? Yeah, the amount of times that folks leave a hot meal or a kid's baseball game or get up in the middle of the night uh, is is profoundly impactful to their daily lifestyle, and it's and it's really hard. We do a lot of work with families on working on their uh, how they leave their house, their exfil, and how they return uh, their reentry. So, what is that like? Because sometimes in between. Uh, they go to something pretty traumatic. They see some things that are really tough to see. They they give of themselves. Sometimes it's a lift assist and somebody's fallen off a toilet and needs help uh -huh. getting back on. But sometimes it's uh, a, a very bad car crash or a fire at someone's house. And so when they go to that, it, it takes something out of them. Then they come back um, and it, it takes a lot of work to figure out what's the best and healthiest way to do that. And, and you're right. We don't really do that at church too much. I mean, it'd be kind of fun and interesting to do with a church to say, um, oh, there's a, a family experiencing homelessness we just heard about, ding, 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 and see how many people would show up to come and make sandwiches and this. Uh, yeah. Churches churches do much better scheduling thing on the third Tuesday at six <laughs> o'clock or whatever, so we can we can part our schedule and, and make that yeah. work, but uh, responders don't get that uh, benefit at all. No, but there's, yeah, there's something really profound about about that setup and thinking about it in the light way of like living out faith. Uh, but but tell us a little bit more. I mean, what do you do specifically? You, you call it fire church. These are people that are not connected. How are you kind of like living into this? Do you, do you like lead a worship service with them? I'm just kind of confused well, for how it looks. Yeah, out. what we started noticing are around the um, Erie County area and especially in the I, I started working with a specific 13 firehouses in one immediate area. Uh, called Amherst Fire Control. And, and we started just talking to them and asking, what would it be like if we started to do some other church experiences? And the first thing that we heard was they would love that. Uh, it was if they were never invited into that conversation before, which kind of blew my mind and embarrassed me as a pastor in church, is that, that first responders, uh, a lot of times churches say, oh, we want to thank our first responders. Let's have them come to church and we'll highlight them in a service. Well, the reality is now you've just given them something else that they have to do. Uh, so what we started doing was realizing that church needs to do a much better job of going to the firehouses, going to the barracks, going to the ambulance base to be able to do and thank and show that love in those spaces where those people are already comfortable. And it doesn't require them to do another thing. So we asked, uh, you know, if you've been a part of the fire service or been in a town that's had a, a fire service or, or first responder funeral, we do those very, very well. We stop traffic. We line up on the sides of roads. We hang American flags over the road. And, and we do funerals very, very well. And I thought mm -hmm. we could do more sacred things a little bit better than we do. So we started with a group of people putting together, like, what would be important things 
that we could offer as a faith community of spiritual people, what could we offer in the firehouse? Uh, so they came up with a list and it, they were things like uh, marriage vow renewals. So that folks that have been married, I mean, we highlight, you know, service um, five years, 10 years, 15 years in the fire service. But what about the service that we give to one another in our marriage? So we started doing, uh, we named marriage yeah. vow renewals. We and that's took, really um, neat. I'm just thinking about it. Sorry to interrupt too. I think that's no. really neat with, you know, you even kind of referenced, it's it's probably a real burden on the spouse of a first responder because they're leaving yeah. hot meals, they're leaving baseball games, they're leaving important meetings in yep. order to go, yeah, thrust into service. It's, a, like it's a good it's a good way to nurture their marriage and thank the spouse and yeah. uh, just kind of name and bless that that uh, relationship again. Cool. Then in uh, we're we're in a very Catholic community here, and and many Protestants yep. also celebrate uh, Ash Wednesday. So what we did, uh, there's a big push nationally over the last 10 years to do ashes on the go for people that are working and they can drive by a church. We decided to do ashes on scene. So we to actually take the ashes out to the scene after a lift assist or a motor vehicle accident or a fire and just have those ashes available on Ash Wednesday. Then we started looking at um, memorial services and making sure that All Saints Day we celebrate as part of the fire mm -hmm. service as well. And the, the one of the other ones we added was uh, just a family blessing just at the new year, New Year's Eve time to be able to bring families together and do a blessing for them for their safety and health over the next over the next year. But um, all of this we started talking about and then we the, the big one in the room was um, wed weddings and funerals we were kind of already doing, but then there was baptisms. And as a church guy, uh, this was the one that pushed the limits the most for me, but people started telling me, yeah, my kids aren't baptized. I'm not baptized. And so we really started thinking and talking and praying about it was how do we show love to folks? Because, you know, if I'm going to go back to what the seminary taught me and what I'm supposed to say, um, you know, this is the start of your faith journey. It's not an insurance policy. It's something that you're supposed to be growing your faith and all this. And we said, we can make this work. We can make mm -hmm. this work. So we started um, in one summer, right before COVID started, we, we planned um, and invited people to think about baptisms. All of these things we do in firehouses. We don't do them in a church at all. Uh, if you can picture a fire truck, that becomes the backdrop of our altar space. And we put chairs or, or the couples around in that space. Uh, and so all these things happen in there. And we started doing um baptisms and with a fire first, hose tell me it's with the fire hose it, <laughs> I, I i do drape a fire hose over the altar that is our pyramid uh and so we have a, a a two and a half inch line that's draped over not okay. with water it's, it's empty but we did create we found um a 1923 fire bucket from the city of lockport and we use that bucket and that's our baptismal pot now. It's an old wooden fire bucket. And we had one of our responders put on there with all the crafty things, uh, one faith, one hope, one baptism uh, and, and uh, fire that's church. On cool. it. So oh we, we take that as part of it. And then each person or child or adult that's baptized gets a fire church sponsor. So someone in their, in their fire house uh, that they want to be the godparent, but they also get a fire church sponsor. And that's someone that can help connect them to another traditional kind of mainline congregation, whether it's Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopal, whatever it is, so that that child or that adult that is raised in the faith also has 
a congregation that they can be linked to as well if there's something more that they want yeah yeah oh that's what a cool setup one i love how you know naming all these things you are bringing you like you kind of said the sacred to where they are you know like and that's really all these things it's a beautiful expression of this whole theme of right no love show love all these things that you know that you learned in seminary that you've been doing for a really long time i don't i haven't said this on the podcast yet but steve you are really old and so you've been doing this a long many decades (laughs) and for you right like but knowing all this deep down but then finding a way to show that in in a way that they can hear right like meeting them where they are doing this you know this whole baptismal piece in a real firehouse setting like uh, that's a lot of things i think we often miss is we know you know we know these pieces of our faith we know it so well and we just uh, want everyone else to kind of come along and do it our way but no i don't think that's the job like we're called out to try and figure out the ways that we can translate and and remake and bring the sacred into what's familiar to specific people who who want it who need it but who have never had someone kind of ask them about that like what could this look like for you yeah and i was thrilled to see the church that i serve and some other churches around help want want to help show the love so they wanted to show up and help and welcome people at the firehouse even though it wasn't their firehouse they wanted folks to know that they were part of something bigger the church was a bigger thing than just at uh, Harris Hill Fire Department or Bowmansville Fire Department. They were part of the Christian church now. Um, and we have one one firefighter uh, that uh, is probably, I think, 91, 92. Uh, what he made was wooden crosses that we give to each one of the people that are baptized. Uh, so it's made by a first responder, but that cross goes uh, on their doorway at their house so that when they leave their house, they'll be reminded of their faith right before they go out into the world, whether it's to a call or a school or to whatever they're going to. So it's been really nice to see the church want to jump in and say, uh, we're, we're here for you, we're here with you, and really to be there to say thank you to them for doing the responding that they're doing. Absolutely. So so how long has this been going on? How, how long uh, we we launched, <laughs> very uh, great timing. We launched as soon as COVID started. Uh, so it was 2020. And, uh, you, you know, we had to pause because we got the marriage vow renewals and we had about 20 couples that came uh, to that. And then uh, it was funny, one of the chiefs uh, for the firehouse that we were locating this in, he was not doing this with his wife because he said, my wife married me once, I'd be afraid to ask her again. She might not say yes. <laughs> but he saw all these couples and he saw the truck and he saw the altar with the hose on it. And he saw, we asked them to bring the pictures from their original wedding date. And so they had all these pictures where they're all, you know, some of these old guys in the funny shirts and with the ruffles. Yeah. And he just was really moved by it. And he said, this is fantastic. You should do this like once a week. And I was like, Chief, we do. It's called church. Like that's <laughs> what we nor- normally do. <laughs> so th- there's been a great desire at, at our first baptismal gathering. Um, and during COVID, we we were going to do it as one big, big unit. We had 24 people, uh, adults and children that, that wanted to be baptized and had that desire. But we had to split it up because of COVID into smaller groups. So we basically did a whole day where on the hour we had about three people come and they were all baptized sort of as a group. So they weren't alone, but also so that we didn't have too many people. But one of the retired fire chiefs watched this whole thing happen and uh, came up to me afterwards. And he said, you know, Pastor Steve, is it, could I possibly be baptized today? 
And I was like, how do I get in the way of the Holy Spirit working yeah. through this? And, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't want to be that jerk that, that says, no, you got to do the training thing first, you know. So we had the chaplain for that particular fire hall there. And I asked him, I said, chap, will you watch over chief and, and help, you know, help him get connected? He said, I'd be honored. And so we baptized him right there. So it was really neat to, to see the love that was being shown already trickle like it oh, cool. already made ripple effects um you know as mm. we were there that first day so yeah it's gone through now this is our our third year and now we're redeveloping to figure out okay what's the next look like we've done these sacred event things but now we have to say do we need a weekly service in a firehouse do we need are there bible studies that people want to start doing so we're in sort of the we made those first steps now we have to kind of sit with it and say what's the holy spirit asking us to do now so cool. What an awesome project. And just such a, I think it's a really underserved population, which is what makes it really awesome is that, you know, like we take for granted all the work that these individuals do and they just show up and, you know, they're always there and the moments that we need them most, but I don't think people do a lot of things about like, yeah, but who cares for them? Right. Like, cause it's really stressful on their family and on their life. Who, who's caring for them so that they continue to go out and do this work for our communities. Yeah. I appreciate that you just used well, no, you just used the phrase they're underserved, which is so funny because they're they're an over-serving group of people. Like they are yeah. constantly serving. And yet you're right. They don't have the resources um, given to them that really do the mental health and spiritual health care that they need afterwards. So the phrase that I've started using in the last few months uh, for people that are watching this podcast uh, or, or just if you know someone that is a first responder, be a responder to the responder. Mm. which is a very simple thing to just ask them, are you okay? How are you doing? What can I do to support you? Um, do you need to talk? Don't ask them about the last bad call they went to, or if there was something in your, in your town, you know, some terrible event say, Oh, what was it like? Don't ask them that. Ask them, how are you doing? And what could I do to support you? And, and maybe there's something very simple. Like, uh, when our, when our, uh, police are out for extra duty, whether it's riots or something, mow their yeah. lawn or take dinner over to their family or do something like that. You can show love in such a simple way that they know that they're not alone. And then church becomes, it has nothing to do with the building. It's about relationships and it's about Jesus love. That's awesome. No, I, that was a perfect way to end all that, Steve. And just seriously, kudos to you. And to the way that St. Paul's is supporting you and supporting this whole ministry and obviously just such a big thanks to all our first responders, um, anyone who's working in those service fields. Yeah, you it is so, you give so much away. And yeah, I think it is the church's job to continue to find ways that we can, yeah, show the love of God to them and support them in their continued work. That's just awesome. Uh, well, hey. So Oh, yeah, go ahead. Up, uh, it, right here. I know, Nate, you're going to produce this. So right here, Nate's going to put my email. Right, right, probably right there. He'll show that on the screen or I don't know, email. I'll get your Excuse email me. in there. Don't worry. Yeah. And so if you guys, if you have questions, you're watching this, you want to start to figure out a way that you can impact, feel yeah. free to reach out to us at Fire Church and we'll maybe share some ideas or whatever we can do to support you to help be a responder to the responders and show that love. Love it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for all the good work you do. Thanks for the friendship. Um, go Bills. Uh, go Bills. You have to say that once. No bills. I'm very excited that this is finally our year where we will be the 2022 NFL champions. So, I'm so uh, excited for it as well. Thank, thanks to God.
Hey, Bye. and you listeners, thank you for listening, for your support of the podcast. Stay in peace, everyone.